Real quick, before we start, if you like what you hear and you're not following the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button. It helps the podcast grow, and that means we can change more lives of people just like you. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives, Make Money Online Training Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches. So this one's going to be a little bit different. Brian actually wrote an Instagram post, a Facebook post called 10 Unpopular Opinions that are probably going to piss you off. Now, he wrote it a little bit differently, but I'm going to call it how it is, are probably going to piss a lot of you guys off. And I'm not going to lie, I resonated with all 10 of them. And it's because of the mindset that I've embraced over the last X amount of years. I've been in entrepreneurship and also I've been growing as an individual. So when we were thinking about what to talk about today, I was like, why don't we just fucking go over the post and mm. break it down? Beautiful. And so I'm just going to jump right into it. And I'm going to let you guys know that these are my opinions. These are like what I believe. This is like my perception and my worldview. And I respect everybody's right to have their own perception and worldview. But this is how I operate. And this is how I function. And these are the worldviews that I, I use to get success. So number one, I believe in gender roles. I believe that it's my job. It is my responsibility as the man of the house to provide for my family. And I think that, you know, me and Kirsten actually had a lot of, this was probably the biggest fight when we first started dating because obviously Kirsten's super successful in her business. I'm super successful in my business. And because both of us are, were hyper-focused on our business, it was like we were both in this like masculine role in the relationship. Mm -hmm. We just weren't spending any fucking time together. We weren't spending any time together. We weren't connecting. There was a lot, there was like, at first there was a lot of attraction. And then once that died, it like the attraction was just dead for a few months. And we couldn't figure out why. And it's because both of us were playing the same role in the relationship. Yep. And it's because a lot of the guys that Kirsten dated before me didn't fucking take care of her. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even fucking take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. They were like, they can never keep a job. They always said that they were going to do shit and they never showed up. They were like bouncing around from job to job to job to job, always saying that they were going to get better, saying that they were going to improve, saying that they were going to level up their life situation and they never did it. And so Kirsten took it on herself to like be basically the man of the house. Like she had to take care of Haley. She had to like work, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 hours a day to take care of Haley. Like she was always on the grind so that she could put food on the table. And then when I came around, it was like weird for her because it's almost like she didn't want to let that go. Yeah. But I believe in gender roles. And I believe that it's my responsibility as the man of the fucking house to take care of my woman. And as a man, I believe that if you're listening to this as a man, it's your fucking job. It's your responsibility to learn how to make enough money to take care of your family, period. And if you're not doing that, you're fucking up. I agree wholeheartedly. This is the thing that, again, you guys are probably going to have a different opinion on. And there's a reason why we wanted to break this down and talk about this today, because I wanted to express my opinion. And I wanted to have a discussion on all 10 of these points, because they're almost very intense for a lot of individuals to open up and talk about. It's almost like you shouldn't speak on any of these things nowadays based off of the society that we currently live in. But I believe in general, too, me and Julia talked about this a lot of times. I actually talked about this on a podcast recently with Claude. She's a super powerful woman. She's making like $80,000 a month. And she asked me about this. She's like, do you believe in gender roles? I'm like, absolutely. She's like, well, what do you mean? Like, in what aspect do you believe in gender roles? I was like, I believe that as the man in the relationship, I need to show up a certain way every single day to put food on the fucking table and to provide a certain lifestyle to my family. Now, does that mean that I want my wife washing dishes every day? Absolutely not. That's not what I mean by gender roles. When I think about gender roles, I'm not talking about I'm going to go to work, you wash the fucking dishes and clean the house. I just want to be the provider. That's what I see myself as the protector, the provider, the man of the house. I am the fucking wall that stands in between danger and my fucking family, period. That's mm -hmm. what I believe in. Now, that also means I take it and I see responsibility in me to be able to just tell Julia she could do whatever the fuck she wants with her life. Mm -hmm. You could do whatever the fuck you want. The only rule in our house is I'll never let her go back to a nine to five. And the reason why is because then our family loses freedom. And I've told her that yes. multiple times. I was yes. like, you could do whatever the fuck you want. You could start a business. You could start a side gig. We can go into real estate. You can just fucking be at home with Cade for the rest of your life. You can start an online business. I will support you in anything that you fucking do. I will die on this fucking sword. My job is to give her everything that she's ever wanted. And again, I don't know if it's just the way I was raised, but I've always thought this way. When I was a kid growing up, I looked up at parents, at adults, and literally thought, I'm like, it's the man's job to provide for the woman. Does that mean that there's not powerful women in this world? No. I think that's a fucking very dumb argument in the first place. And that's why a lot of individuals try to argue this back. Like, fuck gender roles. You're misogynistic. You have no idea what you're talking about. There's so many powerful women nowadays. That's not the argument. It's our true beliefs. I believe as a fucking man, I believe as a man, it is your job 
to provide for your fucking family and to give them everything that they have ever wanted. And if you are not doing that, you are fucking up as a man. Period. And right? like, I think that like, let's go back to gender roles because this starts with the man of the house. Period. I agree. If the man of the house isn't showing up and doing what the fuck he needs to do to provide for his family, then like the woman is forced into doing that. And again, what like Cole said, like this isn't saying like, I've never had a conversation with Kirsten and I'm like, you need to fold your business. I would never do that. I would never do that. Like I want Kirsten to be powerful. I want her to be successful. I want her to be happy pursuing something that she fucking loves. And I also want to make it so that she doesn't need to work if she doesn't want to work. That was my whole goal. And, And this is another thing too, is like, I think this is important is Kirsten and I were talking about raising a family. And at first, one of the biggest arguments to us raising a family is that like, she was like, I'm like building my business, building an empire. I'm going to be multi, multi-millionaire. And so was I. So then we were having an honest conversation. We're like, who's going to take care of the fucking kid? Yeah, it's true. Who's going to take care of the fucking kid? If both of us are doing this, then who's going to take care of the fucking kid? And that's where the honest conversation came in. Kirsten and I had a conversation the other day and we were laughing because a lot of people don't really understand. Like when people see my success or they see Cole's success, they think that we're doing it on our own, but we're not. Like me and Kirsten have a relationship where it's like, I'm the provider, she's the caretaker in the sense that if I didn't have Kirsten, I would for sure be fat Bro. because she makes all my fucking food. <laughs> and you she just cleans up after bars. me. She, yeah. I literally, she does fucking everything. Dude, if, I get like it. my house would be a fucking disaster. I get it. Like there's an energy exchange and like she values it. I value it. We both value the lifestyle that we live and we're working together as a team to build that lifestyle. Like she's, Kirsten's the most amazing mom to Haley ever. And as a stepdad for Haley, I'm trying to be better, but I believe my primary role as a stepdad for Haley is to provide the life that she's never fucking had. And to be a good leader by example. And then Kirsten is like the caregiver. Like she's fucking helping. She's molding Haley. She's spending time with Haley. Like she has that one-on-one time with Haley. And she can do that because I, as the man, am providing for the fucking house. Well, dude, and on the flip side of it, like I want to talk about obviously Cade for a minute. And then we'll move on to point two. I feel like a lot of individuals, again, resist this conversation because they see it as attack in one area. When it's not, it should just be an open conversation. And that's why me and Julie have had it multiple times. And the aspect of like, let's be real. I didn't connect with my son who's six months old now until he was three and a half months old. He hated me. I couldn't even come in the room without him fucking crying and losing his goddamn mind. I had no connection with him. When mothers have an actual built-in connection with their fucking children because they grew the kid inside them, all right? Like we are literally made different for a reason, men and women, okay? So have not having a fucking actual open conversation in the aspect that women are better caretakers is fucking delusional. Hmm. I didn't even have a connection at all. There was nothing. I had to like fucking grind at it every single day just for him to start building a little bit of a connection with me and for me to be able to connect with him. Mm-hmm. So trying to say that like there's no actual role at the very beginning in my mind is delusional. And at the end of the day, all I care about is giving the absolute best life to my family. And again, if Julia wasn't able to step into the role that she currently is right now, we wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to work as hard as I am. I wouldn't be able to take care of my own mindset, her mindset, Cade's life the way that I am right now. And that's something that would just eat me away from the inside. I think that the hard part about the whole gender role conversation Mm -hmm. is that because everyone's afraid to talk about it and afraid to like speak into it. I think a lot of men are afraid to admit that they actually want to be a fucking man and that they want to fucking get jacked and they want to pursue success and they want to make money and they want to get together and like build a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like Mm -hmm. we, it's like hard for men to talk about like building a brotherhood and building a a team and a collective of men because that's almost like misogynistic, but we can have groups of women. No, wait, 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 pause. I I want to go there in a minute though, but I also think it's a flip side due to the shitty men in the world. And that's the thing. And like, I'll, I'll address it right now. Like what Brian's saying is the very positive side of the gender roles, the very like open side that a lot of men actually fucking feel. We want to build a brotherhood. We want to be, build a lot of very strong, passionate, like intense integral, men, integral, integral men, men, relentless integral men, men, all right? Like responsible men in this world. But again, like all the good stress, the fucking elephant in the room, there's a lot of shitty individuals in this world. There's a lot of shitty individuals in this world that are just like, shut the fuck up, girl, go do the dishes. And then mm-hmm. they're sitting on their fucking ass, like fat, lazy pigs, doing nothing with their fucking life, broke as fuck, just expecting the girl to do everything. Listen, if we're going to talk about actual gender roles, the woman taking care of the house, then you better be a man building a bigger fucking house on a continual basis, like mm-hmm. making something that is worth living in. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the problem is you have weak men trying to embrace a gender role. And then their wives are just cleaning up after them like they have another son. Mm. That's the fucking sad part. Mm. 
but I do powerful. agree with you. There's it's a powerful. lot of sad things that are in this world where like there's massive groups of women yeah. and they all support each other, but there's not a lot of groups of men. Like what? It's almost frowned upon. It is frowned upon frowned because upon. as soon as you get a group of men together that support each other and that push each other and they right. want to grind, they're all misogynistic pigs, assholes. They're self and yeah. like they're self-loving. Yeah, they don't crazy. give a shit about anything else. It blows it my crazy. mind. It is crazy. Number two, you're not broke because of the government. You're broke because of your lack of skill. Educate yourself so that you can bring more value to the world. This is fucking huge. This one actually like actually bothers me because this is something that's like close to home with a lot of my family and friends that I grew up with and people that I used to see and even people that are fucking in Kelowna that watched us rise that are angry at us. It's like so many fucking people get point the finger at everybody else for and they like almost like project this like anger and insecurity on other people and this bitterness and this resentment towards the world and they're angry because the government isn't fair and they're angry because capitalism is taking everything away and they're angry yeah. because the government is increasing taxes and they're yep. so frustrated and so angry but at the end of the day they have no fucking skill that's it like the only skill that you have is pressing a fucking button on a computer we're talking it's like you haven't leveled up your skills in any aspect of the world whatsoever like you have no design skills you've got no graphic skills you've got no computer skills you've got no camera skills you've got no social media skills you've got no marketing skills you've got no delivery skills you've not got no skills that you could bring to the market and provide any sort of fucking value and then you get upset and angry at the world because you're not making more money yeah why does my boss not give me a raise because you don't fucking deserve one because you're a button pusher not even just that it's because it's a low level job in the first place somebody commented in the post that you fucking made and they said there's doctors nowadays grinding their profession not being able to pay for the cost of living in canada listen i get it the cost of living in canada is astronomical right now it's fucking insane i talked about these yesterday and i want to actually repeat it again because i want you guys to go look at his tiktok i wish i remembered his name but there's an individual that literally has a series i don't know if you've seen this called canadian housing versus castles in europe and what he does is he takes canadian housing and he compares it to castles because there's housing like 800 square foot houses 600 square foot houses in toronto going for $3 million, you could buy an entire castle in Europe for $3 million. That's the reality we live in. What the fuck are you going to do? Bitch and complain? That's the reality we live in instead of actually doing something about it? Like, what the fuck are you trying to choose right now? What kind of life do you want to live? You guys are complaining that doctors are struggling to live in certain houses when you need to understand that if you go the school route, that's the life you are fucking choosing. And that's the sad reality that we live in, but it is reality. If you go spend years on years on years in school all right, racking up debt like crazy, there are two guaranteed things. Number one, you're always going to be paid by the fucking hour by someone else. And number two, you're usually 90% of the time going to have a massive amount of fucking school debt that you need to pay off. Dude, so I think the argument of like, there are doctors that are in Canada that are barely scrounging by to pay their bills because of the increased cost of living. I think that that argument itself is irrelevant because it's taking away from the point that I was trying to make in the first place. Yeah, And it's like, the reason you're broke is because you're looking up news stories like that instead of upgrading your fucking skill set. So let's explain that. What but does that mean? Here's what that means. Gas is more expensive in fucking Kelowna for sure. The cost of living has gone up. Me and you don't bitch about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever complained to you about the price of gas fucking once. No, never. And the reason I'm not complaining about the price of gas is because I'm studying fucking YouTube videos on how to get better at my craft. I'm asking my mentor how to fucking level up. I'm looking for ways to progress in my business and level up my business and level up my money and make more money and deliver more service to the world. That's the only thing I fucking focus on. Yes. And so I'm not even concerned about the, the reason I haven't seen that TikTok is because I don't look for shit like that because I'm focusing on developing my skill sets. Yeah. And if I just keep focusing on myself and leveling up my own skill sets and leveling up my own value to the world and leveling up my own mindset, leveling up my own fitness, eventually I'll become a person worth more. Yes, that's it. So the reason I brought up the doctor thing in that post is because I thought it was very funny because this is the way that the world works. All right. This is the way that you guys look at life. You see costs going up in every fucking different area of life. And you're like, well, what the fuck? I just grinded years on years and years in school to get this high, quote unquote, high paying job. And I'm still fucked. And it just screws you guys at the end of the day. What Brian is speaking about is, and I'm going to blanket it with a question. What skills do you solve in this world that you can get paid for? A lot of you guys are bitching and whining that the world is out to get you. But when Brian says you lack skills, he literally means that you don't know how to solve fucking problems. You have no idea how. We 
solve individuals' problems by teaching them how to start and scale online businesses so they can do what? Impact lives and achieve financial freedom. And that's why even through all of this crazy shit, the recession, house prices skyrocketing and more, we have clients making 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 100 plus thousand dollars a month organically in their business because they are good at solving problems, i.e. helping people lose weight, i.e. helping people with their fucking mindset and way more. Make sense? That is what it means to develop skills. Let's look at mechanic shops. Again, even though they're not getting paid a lot of money, all right, those individuals are good when it comes down to fixing cars. So let's say they aren't getting paid a lot of money. They should be leveling up to learn how to fix bigger and more expensive vehicles. Level up from the Honda to the Lamborghini, homie. Level up from the fucking Lambo to the massive service vehicles in the tree industry. That's how you start to progress. Because as soon as you become stagnant and you lack knowledge, you won't get anywhere. That's it. It's stagnant and lack knowledge. Yep. But your mind can't, like, you can't absorb new information while you're in this, like, super negative and pessimistic state. Yep. And so every time you complain about your finances, you're literally bringing more of that. And that's so hard to hear from somebody that like, when you're like, when you hear that and you are struggling financially, you're like, that's a fucking ignorant statement. But like, I've been broke. Like I was the dude that lived in a trailer park and a girl commented on that post. She was like, you don't understand where I'm coming from because you're privileged. I'm like, (laughs) you don't understand what the fuck you're talking about because I was broke as fuck. I was living in the trailer park. I had no fucking cash. I was in debt tens of thousands of dollars to drug dealers. And I still figured it the fuck out because I leveled up my skill sets. I leveled up my mindset. I leveled up my ability to bring value to the world. I became a more valuable individual. And then I started making more money. And also, I saw that comment and I laughed so hard. And the reason why I called, I commented back and let's be real. The girl blocked me instantly because I destroyed her entire argument. But the thing is, is that her argument slash a lot of you guys' arguments are you guys have no idea what you're talking about or quote unquote, wealthy people in this world have no idea what you're talking about because you are privileged, i.e. you had something happen to you that I didn't have an opportunity with. Pause. If you are listening to this podcast right now, or if you are watching a live stream on your fucking phone, then you have access to the same information as everyone else who is successful in this world, period. Let that sink in for a minute. Think about all of the smart people in the fucking world right now. Every individual that you hate because they have all the money and all the cars and all the houses, all the shit that they know is on Google. And you can find it right fucking now. Or you could just use the hack chat GBT and type in, how do I do this? And it will teach you. You guys have unlimited, I'm talking about fucking unlimited information in the palm of your fucking hands. That phone that you're typing and bitching and hating on other people's content on could also be utilized to transform your fucking life. Instead of searching up again, the news and all these different things to complain about on YouTube. Why don't you just type in, how do I make $10,000 a month? And then just watch the thousand plus fucking videos in 72 different industries. It might be a scam. No, let's say it. You might get fucked. You might lose some money. Does that mean you're just going to give up and then be naked for the rest of your fucking life? You probably got your heart broken once in your life too. Does that mean you're just going to swear off dating? So you become a fucking crazy cat lady or crazy dog guy and sit in your fucking house and jerk off the rest of your life? A lot of people do that. Fucking idiots. Okay, next point. Number three, the injury you had three years ago isn't a reason to stay fat. Mm. Your health is always your responsibility. Mm, I want to touch Period. So guys, I got addicted to Percocets because I developed something in my hands. Now, again, I'm going to take it from a different aspect because I didn't get fat due to my injury. I didn't get fat due to the pain that I was dealing with, but I got addicted to Percocets and it was very, very hard for me to break out of it. But did I blame the dealer for selling me the Percocets? No. Did I blame the job for putting me through that shit? that developed the fucking pain and the twitch in my arms? No. Did I blame the doctors that wouldn't help me in the first place that led me down the path to get the Percocets? No. I blamed myself that I took responsibility for my actions so I could change my fucking life. All right? So many of you guys have injuries from the past or you have things happen to you and then you blame that situation for years on years on years as to why you've never seen success in your fucking life and you need to look yourself in the mirror and understand that your success is your responsibility and nobody else's. I have a friend that got injured three years ago and they still talk about the injury to this day, every fucking day for why they can't work, Mm. why they can't make money, Mm. why they're on EI, why they can't clean their fucking house still to this day, but they have enough energy to walk to the fucking fridge (laughs) and eat some more food. They got enough energy to fucking play video games and use their fingers and thumbs to fucking 
use the latest Xbox and shit. Or call you a bitch. They got enough energy to fucking pick up a phone call and bitch at me. If you got the energy to walk to the fucking fridge, you have the energy to exercise. Period. Put on your fucking shoes and go for a walk. But that's the entire mantra of society as a whole. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their situation and just say like, hey, like, I'm fat. Like, I need to fucking lose the weight. Because it hurts. Like, I need to lose weight. I'm unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I'm a bad example for my fucking kids. My kids are literally learning how to live from me. And they're looking at me overweight. And they're like, oh, I guess his mom's like that. I guess I can be like that too. And I'm teaching my kids. No, I'm not giving my kids bad genetics. I'm giving my kids bad exercise and bad eating habits. And I'm teaching my kids how to make fucking excuses when shit gets hard because, well, if mom's making excuses because she had an injury, then I'm just going to fucking hurt my toe so that I don't have to go to school. I don't have to go to gym class. I don't have to do the shit that I don't want to do because mom's doing it. Yeah. That's like, it's such a fucking weak mentality. Yeah. It's, it's such a weak mentality. And not only is it a weak mentality, everybody in society just subscribes to it. Oh, you're injured three years ago. Completely understand. Totally understand. Did you get insurance? Do you have health insurance? <laughs> did you get, did they give you money? Like did those, all oh, those insurance companies, they can be really ruthless sometimes, you know, when they're not giving you that money that they should be giving you. And like, Oh, that's like really, really hard. And the medical system in Canada is just, just twisted. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're not going for a fucking walk every single day. Yeah. Straight up. Listen, this entire argument is ridiculous. Now, I want to paint a couple photos for you. Okay. Paint a couple different situations, a couple pictures. Situations. There's an individual named Nick, and his last name starts with an S. Unfortunately, I don't remember it. I want you to look him up on YouTube. Just type in guy with one arm. That's all I want you to do. Guy with one arm. The reason I want you to do this is because there's an influencer. He's actually a fitness influencer, a motivational speaker, and his name is Nick. I think it's Stewardson. I think this is what his last name is. He has one arm, and on that arm, he has one finger, and he's a fitness influencer. There's videos of him bench pressing, fucking surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, doing all the different things, motivational speaking and more. When your bitch ass is sitting on the couch complaining that your back hurts. It probably does. It probably fucking does. All right. You might be in pain. I get it. But bitching and whining is not going to get you that dream life. And bitching and whining about the government is not going to serve you. You guys know why? You know why bitching and complaining about the government's fucking taxes and payments and insurance is not going to serve you? Because they don't give a fuck about you. They don't. No matter what all these politicians say, they don't fucking care about you. Stop thinking they do. If you do think they care about you, you're fucking delusional. They want, they want you to be in pain. You're smoking a fucking pipe. Dude, no, that's, let's talk about it. Like, they want you to be in pain. Yep. Because when you're in pain, what do you do? You go to the doctor and you get some pills. And some pills makes it better, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the government doesn't want you to be self-sustaining. They don't want you to think for yourself, move for yourself, have your own fucking opinion. They want you to go along with the fucking mainstream. And everybody has this collective opinion that we all just subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Like you need to take your life into your own fucking hands and accept responsibility for your situation. And if you are dealing with an injury from three years ago, put your fucking big boy pants or big girl pants on and go do something about it. Be like, okay, I'm going to commit to going to Cairo once a week. And then I'm going to go on fucking YouTube and I'm <laughs> going to search up back stretches. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to reach out to a PT that I know that can give me some, maybe it's my glutes or maybe it's my quads or maybe it's my hammies. I'm, I'm going to figure it out because I'm fucking smart. I've got a brain, I've got a mind, and I'm going to use it to solve my problems instead of complain about them. Stop subscribing to your own bullshit and take action and stop self-evaluating and self-diagnosing. Yeah, I like that. So many people do this shit. Stop subscribing to your own bullshit. Yeah. Stop subscribing to your own fucking bullshit and stop self-diagnosing yourself. So many of you guys will have a small injury and you're like, oh, I fucking, I like slipped my back, bro. I like really threw something out. Like a lot of my discs are fucked up. I'm like, oh, did you go get a check? They're like, no. No, I just know. Like, bro, I tore my bicep in the gym the other day. I'm like, oh, really? Did you get a check? They're like, no, I just know. Like, do you know what the fucking your bicep would look like if you tore it? Your whole fucking (laughs) arm would be bruised. Yeah. You're just sore. All right, I'm gonna go next. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. This whole woke culture, don't hurt my fucking feelings, <laughs> bullshit. 
is creating a soft, weak, emasculated generation of kids. Mm. Guys, there's no participation trophies in life. There's fucking winners and there's losers. And if we don't teach our kids this, our kids will never learn how to win. This is like fucking upsetting to me, okay? How in school, now like I was a loser most of my life. I'm just gonna start with myself. I was a loser, I would say most of my life. Up until grade 11, grade 12, I had no idea how to win. And being a loser sucked. Like in junior high school, getting picked on, getting bullied, getting called tits, it sucked. It was not fun. However, that was part of fucking growing up. That's like a part of being a human. That's a part of like fitting into like a social environment. You can't stop that shit from happening. Kids will be kids, et cetera. It's a wild. That being said, like being a loser is what gave me the desire to want to be a winner. Being a loser and watching other people get things that I wanted made me want it more. Not getting participation trophies and not getting pats on the back and me. It's like, I don't like if I would have had a fucking teacher, which I feel like this is happening in school right now. If I would have had a teacher being like, it's okay to be overweight. It's okay. You should love yourself as you are. It's okay to be like the way that you are right now is completely fine. And you never need to make any changes and you can just stay the same. Like I never would have became the Brian Mark that I am today, but it's like that pain is what I use to transform my fucking life. But I feel like because right now we're just like coddling everybody, everybody just needs to be coddled. Oh, you feel insecure? Let's coddle you. Oh, you don't like this word? Okay, let's not say it anymore. Oh, that word offends you? Okay, we won't say it in class anymore. Don't speak your opinion now anymore because you might offend somebody in this fucking classroom. Weak, emasculated young boys. It's pathetic. Yeah, it actually really bothers me. It scares the fuck out of me in the aspect of when I say it scares the fuck out of me, it doesn't actually intimidate me when it comes down to raising Cade. It more scares me that our world has become like this, that it has changed so much that I can't allow my kid to have the same childhood that I did. I'm the same. I'm not going to allow my fucking like he ain't going to public son, school. Exactly. He ain't going to any fucking public schools same. because it's not even the kids anymore. This is the problem. All right. It's reached a point where the adults have subscribed to this new standard of idiocy. All right. Just a ridiculous mentality in every aspect of the word. So they start to force their thoughts, their perspectives, their agendas on kids. And it's just too fucking much. It's absolutely ridiculous now. Like school libraries having entire sections of books talking about drag. Why? Like fucking why? What are we doing? It's reached a point in life where you literally cannot say a fucking thing anymore. Because if you spit into the ocean, it offends one person and then everybody tries to cancel you. Since when? Was it a bad thing to be offended? You're allowed to be offended. There's things that offend me all the fucking time. And let's be real. Every time I talk about a subject like this, or I open up about the woke agenda, or how I disagree with the entire argument of females and males washrooms and everything down that road, or anything that Brian just broke down, what is the first thing that happens? Everybody comes at my personal looks because they have no other way to argue. They have no other thing to fucking stand on. They have no ground to actually go on. Fuck you, short dude. Look at that fucking gap in his teeth. He's balding. Okay? You want to hit any actual fucking points towards the things that you want to break down? Like the individual that argued on your post this morning, and she said, you guys lack empathy and understanding. And I said, trying to stand behind the statement of you're lacking empathy or understanding is one of the most weak arguments I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Because everyone is just subscribing that you need empathy nowadays, but you've gotten too fucking far. You've gone too far. You've gone over the fucking line to the degree that you guys have empathy for things that don't even make sense. You have empathy for feelings that are unjustified. I also think that like, because we're whole like, it's like, well, culture, don't offend anything. Like, don't say anything that might be mildly offensive right. to anybody in the audience. Because we have this, we have a bunch of entitled fucks mm -hmm. straight up. Bro, there's, a, fuck. there's a fucking video that I reacted to on TikTok that got taken down three times for fucking community guideline violations because an individual that was over 400 pounds was complaining that when she was on vacation, there was excursions that did not account for her weight. Oh, they had weight limits of 350 pounds and we couldn't participate. That's absolutely ridiculous. Are you guys fucking stupid? Do you not know how much stress that amount of weight puts on a machine? That has nothing to do with you. Guys, I used to be an iron worker. Literally have to lift up beams and move things around. Having anything that is over 100 pounds puts an extreme amount of stress on a certain machine. And then you guys need to put things in place for safety. But you guys have gotten so fucking ridiculous nowadays that you get offended and you feel excluded due to regular life standards. I'm 5'6". I probably can't go on some certain fucking rides. All right? <laughs> That's how life is. I'm not going to get angry at it. Right?
Well, I'm going to get mad because I sit down in certain restaurants and my feet yeah. don't touch the floor? Yeah. What the fuck? What are we doing? I know. It blows my fucking mind, dude. It blows my mind. It's like, it's just a straight up lack of responsibility. It's like, I have no fucking self-responsibility mm -hmm. and I can't look at myself in the mirror and say like, okay, well, if the weight limit's fucking 350, maybe I should lose a little bit of weight so I can function in regular life. And so instead of doing that, this is another thing that happened. I'm going to ask airlines to get bigger seats for plus size people yeah, so that I can feel more secure instead of just being like, maybe I should lose some weight. I react to that video like, too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are we doing? So the entire airline is just going to change its procedure because you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror and go for a walk? I don't Bruh. fucking understand. Bruh. It's a complete lack of responsibility. And I, I struggle with this because I dealt with this my whole fucking life. My whole fucking life with people that were like the closest to me. It's like they don't want to accept responsibility for their situation and they don't want to do anything to change. And so they're just going to blame everything else around them. And they're like, I don't need to fucking do anything. Yep. Fucking hate it. Bothers the fuck out of me. Number five, you don't have bad genetics. You inherited shitty eating and exercise habits from your family. Let's break this one down. It's up to you to break that generational curse so you don't keep passing it down to your kids. We're going to talk about a couple things here. Genetics and mindset for a minute because I want to open up about some shit that is very serious and I've seen multiple times. First off, the genetics, okay? This entire breakdown of my kid is obese and I'm obese because I got it from my parents is a lie. And whoever told you that it wasn't was fucking lying to you. And I'm sorry that I'm destroying your world and breaking down the glass wall. It's a fucking lie. You are fat because of your fucking habits, not because your mom was fat or your dad was fat. That's just the truth. There's not even hate. Guys, fat is not an offensive word. Look at it in the dictionary. It's a fucking word used to describe something that is in your body. All right? It's not an offensive word. Fat is a thing. Just like a chair is a thing. Just like muscle is a thing. Just like hair is a thing. Grow the fuck up. You're fucking funny. It's ridiculous, You're bro. Funny, dude, dude. You guys can't say the word fat now with somebody wanting to lose their fucking mind and attacking you. You are not obese because of your genetics. You are obese due to your habits. So again, let's break it down. A lot of individuals blame their parents and blame their genetics due to their current weight and their current stature instead of looking in the mirror and actually taking a step back and being like, you know what? Maybe it's not my genetics. Maybe it's because when I was growing up, my fucking mom sat on her ass every single fucking day and fed me McDonald's because that's what she wanted to eat. Now, again, you're going to have to take responsibility because once you were able to be conscious enough to make your own fucking choices in the household, you probably shouldn't have just sat on your ass all the time eating McDonald's. Pause. Pause. What did you just say? Once you were conscious enough to make a decision, I'm going to pause you there because I'm going to jump in on that train of thought. Guys, most of you never fucking make the choice. Yes, dude. Most of you never make the choice. So here's what happens, right? We're born into a family. They teach us exercise and eating habits. And then your mom says, you got bad genetics. You're a big bone. And so you grew up and you're like, I got bad genetics. I'm fucking big bone. And then when you go eat fucking fast food and you eat all this pub food and you eat pizza three times a week, you can't seem to figure out why the fuck you can't lose weight. And then you remember you got bad genetics. You don't need to do anything about it. And like, there's no self-responsibility here. None. Zero. Yep. When you say you have bad genetics, it's because you haven't made a decision to lose the weight, period. Yeah. End of story. No questions asked. Cole just said, when you become conscious enough to make a decision, if you become conscious enough to make a decision, what if you just lived your whole fucking life and you just like were unconscious and you never made a choice? So many just, people do that. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I said if, not yeah. when, if. Yeah. You have to make the fucking choice. But you'll never make the choice if you're like, oh, I got bad genetics. Yes. Bullshit. Bro. There's no way that you've committed two full years to exercising, eating right, being on top of your nutrition, being on top Every of your mindset, day. period. Every, Every day. day. Not when it's convenient. Not when you feel like it. Not when your back isn't hurting. Not when you're not going through a hard time. Every fucking day. There's no way that you've committed one to two years of your life to fitness, exercise, nutrition straight and not lost weight. Period. Show me a person that's done that. Show me one person that's committed one to two years straight every day to exercise and eating right and then hasn't lost the weight. Show perfect me. diet, perfect training, Show perfect me. sleep, perfect recovery. There's no fucking every way. fucking day. Genetics. Yeah. It, there's no way because it's impossible. I know. It's physically fucking impossible. You would achieve the goals that you wanted to achieve regardless of what health conditions you currently fucking have. Period. It is physically impossible for you to not see results doing everything we just broke down. And again, I wanted to touch on one thing before we move to the next point. And we're not even going to dive into this one because there's a lot of opinions on it, but I want to say it anyways. Then we'll dive to the next point. There's a couple things that you guys need to hear. This is a conversation that I kind of want to open and put in your brains. I think Brian knows where I'm going here because he just fucking made a face. This is the entire concept. 
A lot of you guys continue to blame your current situation, but you need to understand that if you want to break the generational curse, you need to start thinking fucking differently. You are not overweight due to your genetics. You are overweight due to you accepting the habits from your fucking parents. And I'm also going to take it a layer deeper in the aspect of how you fucking think. A lot of you guys think depression runs in your fucking family, but a lot of you guys hung out and just heard your parents and their cousins and your grandma and everybody else just be pessimistic and negative and toxic and fucking slow, sat around and didn't do anything, didn't work on themselves, didn't care about working on themselves. So you adopted that entire mentality and then you just thought depression ran in your family for the last fucking two decades, two generations, and nobody fucking wanted to break the generational curse. Wake up and take fucking action. Just going to put that out there. That's funny because the next point is your landlord doesn't give a fuck about your mental health issues. Bills still need to get paid and you still need to find a way to pay them. Find a way to work through the pain. Jordan yeah. Peterson. Cole, I went to see him. Cole didn't, but it was fucking lit. I was tired as fuck. Um, but I went to see Jordan Peterson. And one of the things he said, which was so fucking cool, he said that his daughter was really sick when they were growing up, like really sick, like had a, like a bad illness. And one of the things that Jordan imprinted in his daughter's mind as they were growing up, he said, I understand you're really sick. And I understand you're in pain, but you cannot use this pain as a crutch to not pursue your goals. You cannot use this pain as a crutch to not go after the things that you want. I love you that. You cannot use this pain as your crutch. I love and that. So every single day, the message was, you can't use your pain as a crutch. Guys, I get it. Anxiety, depression, that shit is real. It I is. understand. I'm not fucking denying that or I'm not giving it any sort of attention. However, bills still need to get paid. Your family still needs to get fed. You're still responsible for all the commitments that you fucking made. Yeah. Man. And so although depression, anxiety, all these things are very real, you still have an obligation to show up and do what needs to get done. And every single time you allow your depression or your anxiety or your mental health issues to prevent you from moving forward, you're letting your family down, you're letting your community down, you're letting your friends down, and you're letting yourself down. And I understand that might be a painful message to digest and you might be like, fuck you, but you can't just use mental health as a crutch to not show up. There was somebody that used to work for me and thankfully he doesn't work for me anymore, motherfucker. But homie would just literally like message randomly and be like, I, have, I need to take a mental health day. I'm like, okay, so like who's gonna fucking run the facility? What do you mean? Yeah. I need to take a mental health day randomly on the day. Like, What are you fucking talking about? That's not how the fucking world works. Yeah. You can't just take mental health days because- you're feeling like it. I'm, and like, I understand, like, I get it. You like, you, you're struggling. Show the fuck up and do it anyways, because you can't go to your landlord and say, hey, I can't make the mortgage payment because I was struggling with my mental health. You can't go to the fucking car dealership that you rented your car from mm -hmm. and say, hey, I can't make the lease payment. I was struggling with my mental health. Like you still have responsibility. So although everything that you're saying might be correct, you still need to show up and you still need to find a way to work through the pain. Bro, I was going to say like, the, honestly though like let's actually look at it from a subjective angle and zoom out for a minute our world has gotten so soft in the aspect of like everybody and their fucking feelings etc that you can call and sick to your job now and be like i have a mental health day because 95 percent of the employers 99 percent of the employers are too scared to challenge it due to the fact that they're going to get fucking sued or attacked or canceled or anything else but because the, their mental health. But it's the system from the top down. It's ridiculous, Because they man. get sued and they probably win. Yeah, it's ridiculous, it's, it's, man. Like, it's the fucking top down. It's like, how do we get to a point where we're like, we're just accepting weakness as a standard? Yeah. Oh, your weakness is a standard. Okay, cool. I'm only going to say one thing on this subject because this shit really pisses me the fuck off. And I've dealt with it since I was a kid. I've seen way too many individuals affect me with it and their families. So I'm going to say one thing. Okay, one thing. You are responsible for your fucking situation. I am not denying that depression is a real thing. I understand that individuals deal with mental health problems on a daily fucking basis. However, if you lean into that thought, that situation, and you don't allow yourself to get out of it mentally, you're going to struggle there for the rest of your fucking life. Again, you are responsible for your situation. I do not disagree that depression is a real thing, but you know what makes it worse? Sitting in your fucking bedroom with the blankets over your head in the dark, for days on end. I would be starving too if I didn't eat when I was hungry. The reason why you feel extremely depressed and you can't get out of your fucking head is because you won't even get out of your room. You want to get out of the house. You won't go stand in the sun. Start challenging that fucking voice in your head. You are more powerful than you are letting on. You have the power to change your situation and you have the power to break out of this shit mentally. I know you do. You just need to believe it yourself. Number seven, just because... They've been friends with you for years or they're your blood relative mm. does not mean that they want to see you win. Mm. 
some people would rather that you be miserable with them. That's a really hard one for people to understand. This is a really hard one for a lot of individuals to comprehend because they think that just because an individual is their friend or they think a person is like more close, not like family, but more than a friend. They've been with them forever. They're the ride or die. It's very hard for them to understand that that person probably doesn't have your residence at heart. This one hits personally for me because I only have like three to five people that I fuck with in my circle now. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about like you actually get access to all of me because I've let a lot of motherfuckers in to my circle that didn't actually have my best intentions in mind and were, they might've been saying that they had my back to my face, but then behind my back, they were taking actions that proved that their actions were speaking louder than their words to me were. And so this to me hits fucking home because when you actually start to achieve success and you actually start to move forward and you actually start to progress in your life, the people around you, when you elevate beyond them, one of two things is going to happen. Number one, there's going to be, you know, a couple people that cheer you the fuck on that are like, go for it. I believe in you. You got this. You can do it. Let's fucking go. And there's going to be the majority of people, I'd say 80% of people that have snide remarks. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like you, maybe you should get something a little bit more realistic and, you know, online coaching that's pretty saturated. And I tried online coaching myself and it didn't work. So good luck. And I know somebody that's been scammed by that. And, you know, it's just not really a feasible career. These are the motherfuckers that you need to eliminate from your life. Frenemies. These are called frenemies. They're people that you can talk to and associate with, but they're people that actually don't have your best intentions in mind. People that won't cheer you on when you tell them a win. People that will always almost avoid you as you start to achieve more success. And that's why it gets fucking lonely because like as you're starting to grow and progress and you want to share your success and your wins with the people that you came up with and your family and your friends, but every single time they do, you do, they always talk down at you. It's just a lonely fucking journey. And the hardest part is actually realizing that some of the people that are in your life that you thought loved you would rather you be miserable with them than you be successful. Very sad reality. And at the end of the day, like there's a lot of people that disagree with that statement. There's a lot of people that disagree with this entire mindset, right? They're like, you could be super successful and have people that aren't successful around you. I do agree with that. Because again, like Brian said, there's the couple that will be ride or die for you no matter what, like no matter what they can be comfortable in their job. You're trying to become a millionaire. They're making 40 K a year. And they're like, oh, I'm good, homie. Like I got a good family life. I'm happy for you. I love seeing you. I love seeing what you're doing. Like those are the ride or dies. Those are the people that will be with you until you actually leave this planet. And you could not talk for them for months on months on months on months. And then it feels like they're right there the entire time. Yep. But the sad reality is a lot of you guys are surrounding yourself with people that are anchors that are holding you back from achieving the goals that you want to achieve in life. And until you let go of that anchor, you are never going to be able to swim like you want to. You're never going to be able to breathe like you need to in this fucking world. Guys, I hang out with no one. I'm talking about no one. There's maybe three people that I converse with on a weekly basis. Maybe. Why? Because I can sniff out that disloyalty, all right, those bad intentions instantly from one action. There's been like, what, 17 fucking cases of that me and you have gone over the last fucking mm -hmm. two years. And every single time there's been a different action. I've been like, oh, I don't trust that person. And then we're like, you know what? And of course, I don't trust my instincts right off the bat. And then six, seven months later, boom, they show their true colors. You guys got to start tightening up your circle. I always say this shit, embrace loneliness. Now, what does that mean? It means you need to start understanding who you are and get comfortable with who you are personally before you start expanding outwards. Because if you are not good on your own, it's going to be very hard for you to see success due to the fact that a lot of individuals are just leeches trying to drag other people down like the crabs in the bucket. We got three more points. We got to hammer them because we only got 10 more minutes. Okay. Okay, so this one is a little bit personal. It's not personal. This one is, I feel like, the most feather ruffling out of all the points. It's fucked up that a 15-year-old male mm. struggling with depression and low testosterone cannot go to the doctor and get testosterone prescribed, but he can go to the doctor and ask for hormone blockers, and the doctor not only will do it, he's obliged to do it. I shouldn't have to explain why that's fucked up. I made this post the other day, and somebody comment and they're like you're anti-trans and i don't support it i hate your anti-trans shit let's get this super fucking clear i am not anti-trans i have somebody that's trans in my family we also have people that come to the gym that are trans and i am not anti-trans in any way shape or form i am however anti-trans under fucking 18 want to know why because under 18 you can't even go to the fucking bar and get a drink 
Why? Because it's irresponsible. If you're under 18, you can't go and get a tattoo. Why? Because it's irresponsible to make permanent changes to your body that you might not be willing to accept yet, that you might not fully have stepped into yet. And so under 18, you don't even know who the fuck you are, bro. You don't know who you are. And so encouraging kids that are under 18 in our society that they can go to the doctor and get hormone blockers if they want, but they cannot go to the doctor and get testosterone if they have low testosterone. That is beyond comprehension. Bro, not even if you have low testosterone, let's flip the script 100%. Because I know a lot of individuals will make the argument of, well, well if a kid was tested properly, and he had low testosterone, I'm sure he was, he'd be able to get put on TRT. So let's remove that. All right, let's look at this breakdown. And again, I'm on the same side as B. I'm not even going to try to defend myself in the aspect of like, I have nothing against trans people, because you won't believe it in the first place. All right, you guys don't give a fuck about our point of view. You don't care about how we actually target this. So I'm just going to say what the fuck is on my mind because I don't feel like justifying myself to individuals who can't comprehend a sentence properly. So when it comes down to this and breaking it down, let's look at the feeling. Somebody feels like they should be the other gender. So they have the feeling at 13 years old to go into the fucking doctor and ask for hormone blockers so they could switch their gender and bop, it happens. No extra thought. Yes, 100%. They're obliged to do it. They have to fucking do it. But let's say a guy, again, 13-year-old boy wants to go in and he wants to get more jacked. It's a feeling. Mm. No. Why? Because it's irresponsible. You don't fucking need it. That's the entire argument. You don't need fucking test. You don't need tests. We're not going to give it to you. But you're just going to give the kid hormone blockers and stop their puberty before the age of 13, before the age of 15, before the age of 10. The reason why I'm utilizing these actual ages is because these are documented cases. What the fuck kind of crack are we smoking right now? Everyone in the world is smoking the crack. I had uh, one of my clients message me after I made that post. And he was like, my entire childhood's life, like my daughter, you know, her whole life as she was like, you know, as she was growing up, she wore, liked to wear her hair in like a mohawk. She liked to dress like a boy because she was a tomboy. She yeah. like loved being a tomboy. It was like fun and exciting for her. And then yeah. as she grew up, she like stepped into her femininity. He's like, and imagine if in school, she would have started dressing like a boy. And then the teachers would have been like, you're a boy. And it's happening every that's day, bro. Fucking, that's what's fucked that's up. That's the thing. See, it's like the suggestion. And the kid is under 18. And then seeing all this stuff online, they're like, maybe I do. See, no, no, but that's maybe it. I do. Pause there for a minute. It's the suggestion. All right. Kids are allowed to feel certain ways. Kids are allowed to experiment with their bodies. Kids are allowed to figure it out on their own. It's a suggestion that is bothering so many parents and so many people nowadays. Keep your fucking opinion out of my 10 year old's fucking ears, out of my kids' ears, period. The fuck is going on right now? It like blows my mind that more people aren't pissed about this. It, well, it's because of the fact that it goes against the fucking norm. Yeah. And then people are arguing with it. Again, I brought up the drag thing. I'll bring it up in another 30 seconds. We don't need to go into it. About the whole fucking thing where they're bringing in massive drag shows in elementary schools. So you have dudes, not trans dudes, dudes in fucking drag twerking in front of kids. Why? Tell me the benefit and I'll shut the fuck up. Tell me the benefit. Yeah, it's fucked up. Anyways, moving on from that one. Best way to get rid of depression and anxiety, stop fucking talking about it and do something about it. Mm. Exercise, move your body, and work on your physical health and watch your mental health improve. No matter how bad it is, moving your body will always make it better, period. And I'm just going to say something. I'm not saying exercise cures depression, by the way. That's not a blanket statement. But what I am saying is no matter how bad it is, exercising, moving your body, meditating, working on your mental health, expressing gratitude, going to see a counselor and actively working on your fucking mental health will make it better, period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Dude, uh, the only thing I'll add on to that is there was literally a study that came out in 2022. Oh, surprisingly, we've only been saying it for 10 years. And so is every other fucking advocate of fitness and health in the world. But there was literally a study that came out that went turbo viral saying that exercise helps your mental health. And it was finally like one of the first studies that actually fucking came live and did that shit. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Brian put a pin in it. That is the point. Implement it. Okay. Number 10, complaining, gossiping, and being negative is why you keep having bad shit happen to you. Let me take this one. We'll do this one very short, very straight to the fucking point. Complaining is not going to do anything for you. Bitching, whining, and complaining is not going to pay your fucking rent, and it's not going to help you lose fucking weight. So stop complaining and take action. Oh, and also, stop fucking gossiping. Gossiping is the lowest form in the entire world. You're the literal scum. That's why you're not growing. That's why you're not scaling. That's why your life isn't changing, because you would rather gossip about situations that are not going to benefit anybody's fucking life rather than taking action to change your own.
I'm going to fucking take this one over for a second. You ready? I love when I hear that people are talking shit about me. It's my favorite. Bro, I, people don't even tell me anymore. <laughs> well, it's very rare that people tell me, but mm -hmm. it's because, yeah, anyways, it's funny. But uh, I love when I hear it because all I can think about when people are like talking, I'm like, did you hear what so-and-so said about you and then, like, no. at, this, at this other gym? And I'm like, no, but that's funny that they're thinking about me while I'm fucking winning. Yeah. Like they're thinking about me while I'm driving around my fucking Lambo. They're yeah. thinking about me while I'm living in my fucking mansion. That's what it's I like, mean. That's fucking funny. I'm like, I haven't thought about them in the last fucking year. That's funny that they're still thinking about me. And that's like complaining, gossiping, bitching, being negative, being pessimistic about the world and talking about how it's just not fair and they have it better and they're privileged and fuck those guys and fuck the government and fuck my feelings and blah, 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 blah is why you'll never get success, motherfucker. Don't you understand that? Every single time you complained, you admit that you are fucking weak, period. Oh, it's just not working. It's just not fair. It's just not working. That's our job as coaches, me and Cole, is to beat the weakness out of you in the academy. Yeah. All right? It's not Literally. working. I get it. I, I understand. Let's fucking beat the weakness out of you and let's fucking put yourself back in the arena, homie. It's time to get to fucking work. I get it. Life is fucking difficult. Yes. Do it anyways. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Why are we complaining? Why are we gossiping? Why are we being negative? Do you really think that bitching about your negative financial situation is going to make it any better? No. What can you do about it? How can you progress? How can you advance? Also, literally look at yourself. The next time you start talking and gossiping about another fucking individual, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, why am I such a pussy that I need to spend my time negatively talking about other people? Like, why do I think it's valuable to negatively talk about other people? Think about that for a second. Like, why do you get value from that? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Or who are you? Like, not even what, not even the value. Who are you that you have the fucking balls to talk shit about another human on this fucking planet? Are you winning? Are you making millions? It's are so, you driving the fucking nice they're cars? They're not. They're not. You want to know why they're not? They're because not. the I'm government. Like, they, no, they're not. They're not because the people that are making fucking money, that are making millions. They're privileged. Are, aren't gossiping about other people, you <laughs> fucking dummies. The people that are making money aren't like, oh, man. That fucking, that's not fair that that person did that, that nobody gives a fuck. Bro, somebody commented that's on my why. live stream the other day when I was doing a podcast fuck. and uh, he likes just started flexing on me right away. He's like, bullshit. This guy's broke. Is nobody who's talking about blah, 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 blah. I'm rich. And I just laughed at him while I was doing the podcast. And I just laughed because I know homie isn't successful because no successful person in this entire world gossips about other individuals because they don't give a fuck. Or talks down to other individuals because they don't give a fuck. I literally, I love it. I they love when it's forward. I literally love when people complain and they're like talking negatively on my post. I'm like, you literally just admitted your weakness. Guys, it's you're weak. It's very simple. You're weak. If you want to transform your life, put blinders on and keep grinding and understand that life is going to punch you in the face. And it's okay to hit the ground. You're not a superhero. Life is going to hit you in the fucking face and it's okay for you to hit the ground. But if you stay on the ground, that is your fucking fault and you need to take responsibility for it. And without further ado, that brings us to the end of our podcast and we hope that you got value from this. And if you did, <laughs> fucking thank you for being in the audience and supporting our opinion. And if you didn't, thank you so fucking much for <laughs> spending an hour of your life listening to me and Cole talk about things that you don't appreciate. I appreciate you. All right. We love you regardless of you hating us, okay? What do they find you, bro? Wake Up With The Wolf podcast or Cool Lewis De Silva on everything. What about you? At The Real Brian Mark on Instagram, at Brian Mark on YouTube, or the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer podcast, motherfuckers. Peace. Peace, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully, you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at The Real Brian Mark. For more information, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.